Hello, this is Brad with Peaks Podcast, wrapping up on one of the most incredible expeditions I've had the blessings to be on, Antarctica. One week, been back stateside. Of course, it did take two and a half days to journey from base camp, Vincent, all the way back to the Midwest. Crazy delays, but uh, all part of the journey. And uh, it's so much fun to be back, but I miss Antarctica badly. Every time I sit down for a meal or to go to the bathroom, I just feel so blessed to have these conveniences that we take for granted. One thing about Antarctica, the creature comforts are not part of the game. Granted, ALE softens the Arctic landscape with their professionalism. But Antarctica is still the most rugged place overall I've ever experienced. I didn't realize that Antarctica was uh, controlled by a treaty. It's the only continent with no human population, native human population. And it's controlled by a treaty dating back to 1959, where 12 countries actively have scientists that uh, work down there and are part of the, uh, the territorial agreement. What a fascinating place. I mean, at the end of the world, you have this continent with only one indigenous life form, which is some little bug discovered by a Scotsman. And all the other creatures are just passerbys like us humans. All in all, I'd have to say, if you have the time and are in good health, definitely make the journey to Antarctica. It'd be fun to do different parts, and I'm pretty sure later in life I'm going to go back down there and explore. Very excited about that, actually. So, now what? Well, two days after return, uh, I made the commitment to uh, start preparing for season three of Peaks Podcast. In I booked my ticket uh, March 4th. I depart for Bali. I'll be meeting my expedition company there. And with the luck of the gods, we will be able to climb Karstens in Papua New Guinea during the month of March. After the experience of Vincent, I've uh, done some serious thought regarding uh, the next two objectives. Karstens is more of a logistical challenge getting over to Papua, 
getting entrance into Papua with the native uprisings and mining conflicts with the natives. I've already heard rumors that are just disheartening yesterday that one expedition company canceled their trips because of more tribal warfare. If you'll remember, I was all the way over in Bali five months ago, four months ago in October, only to be shut down three weeks of waiting and no luck. Super frustrating. I lugged 100 pounds of gear over to Bali, which is a long trip from uh, Midwest U.S. But uh, anyhow, you got to give it a try. You just don't know in the mountains what's going to be the the uh, correct timing to do a big peak. So we're praying that this... March in a short month will be the proper timing. I'm getting some gear ready. I made a commitment, as I was mentioning earlier, to increase my uh, training to 130% of the training schedule I used on Denali. Denali, I felt excellent. And this training is not for necessarily for Karstens, but right when I finish and get back from Karstens, I immediately leave to Nepal for 75 days, and we're going to go after that Everest, number seven. As you'll recall, Vincent five, Karstens, if I'm blessed with this next March trip, We'll be six, and then we'll go after Everest. I've already started uh, also gearing up. The gear modification, I have to make some small gear modifications for Karstens and then Everest. I'm going to go with a smaller pack on Karstens because it's uh, you know more of an alpine ascent type situation. And then on Everest, I've been researching, we're going to move from a 90-liter pack down to a 70-liter, all to the purpose, the main purpose being to conserve weight. I want to reduce the weight because as one famous guide of mine always tells me, weight is pounds, pounds are pain. So we're going to try and really uh, pay attention to that on the, uh, the big one, number seven. So what kind of things are we doing? Uh, core strength in preparation. We'll bump up uh, crunchers to 1,000 a day, incline push-ups to 500. And then we're going to go heavy on the Stairmaster weighted with a 40-pound pack. That should uh, should tip uh, the scales to it over 130% of the training schedule that I utilized and I was very happy with for Denali. I felt super strong on Denali. So it, it's, a, you know, it's a kind of a guessing game, but it's really important to be prepared especially when you're uh, no spring chicken like myself.
So, the devil's in the detail of gear and preparation. Uh, this is the 1st of February, so I've got a month of good training in prior to Karsten's, and then, of course, the big one will uh, will have several months of training in before. So, the plan looks pretty good. My plan looks pretty good. I had to... I only had two equipment failures on Vincent. Uh, a pair of glasses that the arm broke. The manufacturer, unbelievable, told him the story. And uh, they're sending a replacement unit, so I'll have those. And I'm going to bring a second pair of glasses because... Only having one pair of glasses on uh, Vincent really wasn't smart. In retrospect, you know, I could have borrowed somebody else's, but if my failed glasses hadn't been repaired by that ALE store, I would have been in a very uncomfortable position of having to wear goggles the whole time. Talk about being a Dorcasaurus on the glacier down there you don't want to be wearing goggles the whole time no siree so anyhow we're going to go with uh adding a pair of glasses um and the other thing uh, i have a 60 second glove two pairs my 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 new pair that i brought down to vincent ended up seam splitting so i brought them into my uh my team here in uh, the Midwest, and uh, they're sending those back for replacement. I, I know I'm pretty tough on gear, but uh, I don't think the seam should blow out like uh, on the fingers. You just, I don't want to have an exposed flesh on my 60-second glove. If you remember, the 60-second glove is one you use, you pull it, you know, you wear it as an un, a liner under your heavier glove, your work glove or your mitts. Then when you're doing something that's particularly uh, tricky, like maybe locking a carabiner or adjusting something, undoing a zipper, you immediately peel down to a 60-second glove, keep your mitts in your uh, jacket, do your activity, then proceed, putting your glove back on. We put them in our jackets so they don't blow away. We, that's a really important thing because, you know, uh, like I'm Vincent with the summit winds at 25 miles an hour on the way up. If you drop, if you let anything loose, it would have blown down the glacier and it was bye-bye. If you lose a glove, you're in super duper trouble. So the equipment management is like a, an exercise that is constantly on your mind. Where's this? Where's that? What condition is this in? How do I secure this? Uh, you know, it sounds like quite a minor thing. You know, we'll put on a jacket halfway here uh, back home and not even think about it. But on a big mountain, that's not the case. It takes a lot more... Uh, concentration and and um, 
kind of a, a habitual equipment uh, process would be the best way to put it. You know, you just put those gloves automatically inside your jacket so they're not going to blow anywhere. Um, I prefer, actually, all my gloves, I like to have uh, leashes. The leashes, the uh, tether that goes from the glove around your wrist. And that way, if it gets loose, drops, you know, it's tethered to your wrist. Anyhow, little things that I'm working on in preparation for Season 3, Karstens, coming up in March. Super excited about it. You know, I've been back a week, and the weird thing about mountaineering is it's hard for me just to get it off my mind. I find myself in waking moments and before I go to bed just thinking about the past mountain and maybe what's going to happen in the future. So we're getting the flights aligned. Um, Interestingly enough, uh, there's a worldwide pandemic going on so long flights through busy airports is uh problematic and i'm expecting it to get worse the uh this virus that's uh the corona virus that's been uh as its origin origination in china northern interior china is really causing a ruckus with airlines, airports, and international travel. So I'm also contemplating uh, throwing a uh, some kind of a mask or just wear a buff, my climbing buff, on the plane to uh, reduce the chance of conducting this, uh, this airborne virus. It's not supposed to be very good for your respiratory system, and uh, it certainly would eliminate a climb so we're gonna watch out for that too anyhow vincent antarctica an absolute must episode 34 here peaks podcast i've already got photos up on our peakspodcast.rocks website so check out those video or the photos of antarctica taken just days ago. I hope you enjoy and thanks for listening. Please tell your friends and family and subscribe, write comments. All of that helps us uh, do a better job at educating everybody on the seven summits and big mountain climbing. Have a great day.